0: What's up you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. If you want all the latest pro wrestling news, go over to fightfulwrestling.com. But maybe you want MMA and boxing. We got fightful.com. We have fightfulmma.com. We have fightfulboxing.com as well, but we also give you the ability to uh divide those if maybe you do or don't like some of those. If you want to support fightful.com directly, fightfulselect.com is the way to go. It is our premium service. You can start as low as 5 bucks, man, and you get podcasts galore. We do a weekly 205 Live NXT show with Mr. Warren Hayes. He's been doing an NXT UK wrap-up as well. The Fightful Select Weekender that reviews all non-WWE stuff. I mean, even, even I believe some progress stuff is on there. Some uh, A lot of neat stuff from Steven Jensen, another new voice on that podcast. He talks Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, Impact, New Japan, BTE, NWA, I've got the Fightful Report podcast that drops in the middle of every week and gives you a lot of uh, exclusive news, backstage news. Today we had dark match commentary, old AJ Styles match. I got some news on Vince McMahon almost getting in a bit of a fender bender at Raw recently. We had the new Russo reveals that went up. I had news on uh, Becky Lynch last week. have news on a couple of superstars who are under the weather as well, uh, we got the Q and a podcast coming up this week. and as always, the weekly stupid people extended. That is your fightful select update, but enough of that. It's Monday night Raw. It's December 10th. We have TLC this weekend. We have final battle this weekend on uh, Friday. We'll have a post show podcast, but tonight I am joined by one Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing?
1: Uh, better after that raw. Yeah. It's always nice when they're like, when somebody on the creative team has a Twitter account and just says, Hey, what are people saying about, Oh no, we should probably address all of these things in one
0: giant promo. Well, I mean, there, and I mean, my God, there's, there are, I mean, real life Kaz is on there Yeah, and he, he is very in tune. Like, I don't think they could have hired a better person who is more in tune with what people want than that guy i mean my god he built he built an incredible following on that but yeah i wouldn't say it was a great show or anything but man it wasn't a bad show no and that's 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 really all i ask for yeah I'll, i'll give it i'll give it some more slack man listen
1: if if raw is at a c plus b minus average that is so much better than the d that it's been like the, like if you, there's a the thing, if you're, if you're this, you know, if you're a freshman in high school and you're pulling straight D's and your parents have kind of like accepted that, if you get a C plus on the math quiz, yeah. that thing's going on the refrigerator. But if you're somebody who gets straight A's and you get a C plus, you're grounded. You know what I mean? You got to figure out where these things are. I'm I'm hoping our average is at C plus B minus for a while here, because those D's have been really hard to watch.
0: Well, I mean, whether, whether you get A's, B's, or C's, but maybe you do want to throw some D's on that bitch. Our friends at BlueChew.com are going to help you out, my friend. I left you wide open for that one. Oh, oh, and a lot of people are going to be leaving themselves wide open when they find out that you're checking out BlueChew.com. I mean, let's be real, guys. It's not just a D. It's a D plus. <laughs> When you use BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL, you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But how about this? They work faster. They work better. Also, quicker. I mean, they get to you quicker. You don't have to sit in line at the pharmacy, prescribed online, shipped for straight to you, to your house, discreet package not going to be like some big billboard advertisement. What's up? This man's trying to get a D plus. No, it's it's, it's discreet. The performance is not going to be discreet though. And that is discreet uh, with a lowercase d there. I mean, you're just going to blow that all that harsh. she blows as they say. <laughs> Prescribed online shipped straight to your door, made in the USA, and right now you can get your first shipment free using the code fightful just pay five dollars shipping but hey let them know at get blue chew that you heard about them from us let's talk about monday night raw uh, of course we have uh, a lot of people asking about big casts and stuff like that i did a news update on that that is on the youtube channel uh so head over there and check that out guys as always leave us a thumbs up and subscribe we are on podcast platforms everywhere your voice uh you telling other people that you like this show is uh, very important in our growth, and I want to thank you guys for our growth. I, also, I'd like to thank Blue Chew for our growth uh, as well. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, perhaps the most integral, but... We're not the only ones shooting, thanks to Blue Chew. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins out there.
1: Shooting. Or
0: at shooting. least that's what WDB wants us to think, Alex.
1: It is, it is. Uh, I, I, I think it's great that not... Like, they have... They said, okay, Seth, you're going to have the pulse of the internet fan right now. That's what's, that's, that's going to be you so much. So that he's caping for the revival who's been yeah. presented as nothing but like slimy heels their entire time on the main roster. Seth Rollins knows a good tag team when he sees it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're a heel alignment. He says he's caping for them. I mean, like, like, honestly, at this point, you know, all these, all it's, it's just great. All these things were, were addressed and the Revival got to lose in a Lucha House Rules match on Main Event. So it's not like that's stopped. It's just being kept away from the eyes of the public.
0: Did so you say they won or lost? Lost, of course, didn't they? In a Lucha House Rules match?
1: I- I'm assuming.
0: Damn, who'd they face?
1: The Lucha House Party.
0: No, 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 no. Who, who'd they face? They It was the Revival. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you said the, the Lucha House Party lost. No, no,
1: no, no, that. no. The, the Revival lost, yeah. Okay. I I know they faced each other. What I mean, I'm assuming.
0: (laughs) So Seth Rollins says he's not calling out Dean Ambrose. He doesn't want to do that right now. He calls out general manager Baron Corbin. Yeah. Corbin says they can have this conversation in private. I've noticed a line that's been used a lot, and it is for once in your life, shut up. Yeah. Man, that one's been done to death. I'm going to try to find out who's that one is. But Rollins says that the WWE Raw is sucked under Corbin because he makes the show all about himself. Corbin sucks chance come from the crowd. Rollins puts over the locker room says the revival is being wasted in <laughs> lucha house rules matches. He does not understand what lucha house rules are. Whatever,
1: whatever that is is,
0: and and I like it. I mean he is yeah sure he trashes the urination segments now.
1: That's the he thing, did. like, I, I mean, uh, good, he's trashing the creative that's given us urination segments, but the problem is, in now in canon, Baron Corbin has told Drake Maverick to steal Bobby Roode's robe and pee on it, because apparently it's all Baron Corbin's fault.
0: Yeah. Okay, fine. Rollins also singles out Brock Lesnar for only wanting to show up when he wants to, but he never wants to. Says that Lesnar hasn't had a televised match since 2002. Hey! Yeah. Your new Wednesday morning stat piece last week. <laughs> Had that there. Check it out, my friends. Every Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, I'm releasing Raw and SmackDown stats. Rollins then challenges Corbin to a TLC match tonight in the main event. Corbin declines until Rollins repeatedly calls him a coward, like almost comically. Yes. Corbin finally agrees, but says that the IC title is on the line. Rollins is fine with that. So... Lots of good and bad in this, I thought, this segment. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) because it it, it did not start out well for me with Rollins in the ring and they're playing his his theme. And instead of like instead of us having burn it down once, they had it said over and over and over again, the screaming burn it down. And you could tell the audience was like, hey, are we supposed to scream along with the sixth one as well as we (laughs) did with the fifth and the fourth? It, it honestly felt like, and I'm glad because later in the night when they played it again, that you realized this was only for this one segment. But I honestly thought somebody was like, hey, the crowd loves screaming along to burn it down. Let's put it in the song 17 times. Well, and, you yes. know, randomly, where no one knows where it's coming. Maybe it's like,
0: it Maybe it's like, like the Triple H, H thing. thing. You remember how I mentioned how he has King of yes. Kings for... Yeah. For when he's out in a suit. He has the yeah. game for when he wrestles. Evolution for any time he's with any combination of evolution. Yeah. He's got a ton of different themes. So, yeah, I guess. So let's talk about the good and the bad of this. Uh Vince McMahon made all these bad decisions. Yes. Ultimately. Yes. Or he signed off on them, and many of them are just his ideas. Yes. And the heat is put on Corbin, because it has to be. He is the figurehead on TV. It wouldn't make sense for Rollins To come out and say Vince makes all these decisions, even though he does,
1: right? And and also you'll never—I don't think you would have uh, Seth come out and say Stephanie. This is all Stephanie's doing. Like in canon, it's gonna be it's gonna be Baron because Baron's the punching bag in
0: this in this scenario. Well, Stephanie doesn't make a lot of these decisions, right?
1: I know, but I'm saying like, yeah, if we were to take it above Corbin's head, I don't think that Seth would go there in this uh, promo.
0: If this was WWE, and specifically Vince's way of saying, hey, we know some of these decisions have been complete shit, we will do better, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm okay with people recognizing that they've made some rough decisions in that regard, but it seemed like early on in the show, and we'll talk about it with Rude and Gable later, they really hammered home, hey, the show has sucked real bad lately, but it's going to get better. And that did not work for WCW. No. Because it never did. Now, granted, this is a company with – Way more talent, way better resources, way better minds behind it as well. Uh, But this also happened with Impact Wrestling, I want to say last year, where Mm -hmm. they kept having the make wrestling great again or make the impact great again thing. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe don't rip off such a polarizing phrase to begin with. But it doesn't say a lot when you... You were seen as a WWE ripoff and then you're ripping off somebody else's catchphrase, a WWE hall of famers at that. That's true. And it, it has never gotten better. I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I went off on this, this tirade essentially on Twitter where I said this year, outside of being the elite, I don't know that there has been American national level wrestling that has captivated me and held my interest and yeah. don't send me impact wrestling. Because I reviewed that show every single week, and it was not good. It yeah. would just was not good. This fallacy that, oh, just because Impact is under new management, it's good. It's not. I mean, they, they had a couple good pay-per-views. That's it. All I want is something just passable at this level. And people will say, well, 205 Live is out there. and NXT is out there. Yeah, I'm watching it all, though. Like, we got to watch it all. Me and you in particular yeah. got to watch these. And the the majority of people are watching these, so I, I think about those people too. It's just listen, like uh, uh,
1: if if uh, if I were not doing the podcast every week, Mondays and Tuesdays, I wouldn't watch Raw and Smack. Oh, for sure, I would. I would watch NXT and Two Hundred Five live every week because I enjoy those a lot. Um, I would I would peek in. I was like, hey, this isn't is be this big title match tonight on whatever. Maybe I'd peek in. Or whatever, but more, if all you got to do is tune in to the pre-show for whatever, whatever, t- whatever pay-per-view they have, and they'll run back the, the the events of the last three weeks anyway. They'll tell you what happened in all those in all those shows. It, it is it's, it's kind of exhausting when you have to watch all of it. But the thing about it is, is that they did go out and say, "Hey, Raw has sucked. We know it. That's why we had Seth go out and say it." you guys all agree so to celebrate here's another handicap match and also Alexa Bliss is going to host a talking in the ring segment which is what we kind of complained about for the last couple of weeks so maybe they haven't learned their lesson
0: yeah it's wild man and like i said a little bit a little bit different a little bit than the than the WCW segments that it was gaining so many comparisons to, like I saw Dave Meltzer compare it to that. I was like, I, I don't know, kind of. But he was blaming Baron Corbin. He yeah. wasn't blaming somebody outside of this thing. I mean the the revival. This wasn't like, oh, they're being booked poorly by Vince McMahon. It's they're being put in really stupid matches. Yeah. That that they can't win and don't help them at all. I mean that is within the realm of kayfabe, and that's the consistency that that I want to keep. I don't think that he was. You know, I don't think that he stepped out of that. Yeah. WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match, and this is a handicap match, but we have new tag team champions, Alex. Yes, we do. <laughs> Root and Gable win. I almost chuckled to myself thinking this immediately after. What we saw opening because man, just the complete handling of AOP has been yeah. a, a tragedy that that we haven't seen in a long time. Like it's amazing. It took them too long. First off, they brought him up without a plan. Took them yeah. way too long to get a manager. They gave him a manager and they made the manager piss himself. Then they get the manager, bury the manager, and then lose the tag titles. Now, granted. This wasn't them losing the tag titles; it was Drake. Right, but
1: and, and I'm assuming we'll get a rematch at TLC. That train's never late, Alex. On the <laughs> on the pre-show or whatever, um, and you know they can do this thing. I hey, well, also we you know we never lost our manager lost or whatever, and Drake can say blah blah blah. I shouldn't even blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, I think that we're that, that we're burying the lead here. Uh, Gable now is no longer wearing the singlet. He's wearing tights. They're sparkly tights. Um they Match. What yeah, do you they think match. about that? That was in my notes. Well, no, now that now they are officially a tag team and I've been waiting, I guess it's been months now since they were formed. I've been just, I was just like, "Oh, this is just a device to get Rude to become a heel." No. Like was, no the, to me, it felt like it was like they were thrown together. Everyone loves Chad Gable, Bobby Rude for the first couple of weeks, was like, what's up with this kid? He's kind of weird. I mean, I'm glad he's winning our matches, but that's weird. And so I I assumed it was building toward that. Now it's official. They're really a tag team, and they're really champs.
0: I was thinking this comparison earlier, and I was like, man, you know, there's nothing that really tipped Bobby Roode's hat to the heel turn that many expected. And it's like, you know what? Alex, you're essentially just on the podcast with me. Yeah, yeah. If you said something on this podcast that got us 100,000 views positively, I'd be stoked about it. You know, I wish it were me, selfishly, but I'd be thrilled. Yeah. I'm not going to show up in Milwaukee True. and beat your ass about it. <laughs> True. So why would Bobby rude? He's he's winning matches. That's good. He has held a title in Impact, NXT, or WWE like every year since I think 2011. Wow. that's That's a pretty impressive task. Are a pretty impressive stat, and it may continue into 2019. Who knows? But Razar and Akam get sent outside the ring. There's this fantastic visual of Drake Maverick getting double hip tossed yeah. over the rope onto them. Maverick gets beaten up anytime he's in the ring, but AOP overpower Rude and Gable. The super collider hits on Rude, but Gable can run us his way out. Gets rewarded with a powerbomb neckbreaker. Drake Maverick wants to pin Bobby Rude, though. But Rude crucifixes him to win the titles. Afterwards, <laughs> Bobby Rude backstage. I know there's been a lot of dark times on Raw lately, and I was like, "This is what I meant by the yeah."
1: They're, saying, they're they're overselling it a little bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 into this. I love Chad Gable. I'm not a huge fan of Bobby Rude. Um, but I love Chad Gables and anything that that keeps him relevant and on my screen for a while, there he was just gone. Yeah. Um, it, I, I think that this to me every every time I'm watching Chad Gable because because I first became aware of him as part of American Alpha. I always go, man, that Jason Jordan thing must have been really bad. Like, I, and I always feel like there's there's hey maybe Jason will come back and he and Gable will get to the. And I'm like, nah, pr- probably, probably not now. Um, but I-, I, always, I always keep those two guys together. So maybe part of my whole like, well, Rude's gonna turn on Chad thing was because in my heart of hearts, even that dalliance with Shelton that I actually really enjoyed on SmackDown, I've always thought of Gable and Jordan as a unit, and I, th- I loved their run in NXT so much that i've always kind of hoped they would get back back together as a team and feud with the revival again because those matches were so great but as i said i'm uh, you can't beggars can't be choosers i love watching chad gable wrestle i'll take him on my screen in any way i can get him
0: if you want people to think of your unit use bluechew.com, code fightful uh chad gable joins Jason Jordan is the only man to hold the NXT, SmackDown, and Raw Tag Team Championships. They held the NXT and SmackDown titles together and then had different partners for the the Raw set of titles. Going to hit you guys with a little programming note. Alex knows what I'm about to talk about uh, because I've clued him in. But on the Listen your Boy 102 this week, Jimmy Van has committed to telling... The story. Mm -hmm. For those of you wondering what the story is, if you wondered why a couple months ago I stopped posting what was going to happen on Raw and SmackDown, well, that's the story. And you're going to want to tune in to hear that. I don't think I'm allowed to even say anything when Jimmy tells the story. (laughs) The story. Uh, Because because he had to go through the proper legal channels to be able to tell the story. And with, with a certain company offering me comps lately, uh, apparently they're okay with the story yep. until we tell it. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, Fightful.com, listing you boy. An emotional Natalia runs down Ruby Riot, and how she doesn't respect anyone. Alex, she reminded everyone that she is a heart in case they forgot.
1: Yeah, uh, when she when she goes uh, in case you're wondering, I am damn proud to be a heart. Now, Natalia, we know. You that's all you've talked about for several years now. We we know you're a heart and if you weren't so proud of it, you probably wouldn't have mentioned it so much. Now, I understand the the, you know, her genuine pain at losing her father. When you decide, okay, now I'm, we're going to use it as storyline, now it becomes, okay, we, we, we're allowed to now uh, critique how you're using it, the writing of it, the performance of it. And it never it's never felt right. Like, when she destroyed my father's sunglasses, like, it just, it, it doesn't feel authentic because of, like, are those really even his sunglasses? Probably not. Like, you know, it's it's a weird deal that like it's that the sunglasses thing. And then we'll talk about it. When <laughs> when Ruby Riot brings the table down to the ringside with a with a Jim Anvil the uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart fathead taped to it. I'm just like, okay, well this has all just gotten absurd.
0: Natalia dedicates her match this Sunday to her father, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and it's so weird how she says she's like, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna <laughs> say his name. And I was like it's not banned. Why wouldn't Collins out here shooting? What's going on? But speaking of shooting, I
1: love she was like my uncle Brett Hart punched the the chairman of the board, Vince McMahon, and I I had to deal with that when I came here. Like they wouldn't weren't going to hire her cuz she was Brett Hart's yeah. niece.
0: <laughs> come on. Oh, man. Come on. Riot Squad come out with a covered table and Ruby harasses Natalia before uncovering the table to reveal a picture of the anvil on it.
1: Yeah. She, she says, you and your daddy are going to be closer than ever. That was when
0: pretty I, good. I laughed my ass off. When there.
1: I put you through this table that's got his picture on it. Like, no, that's that's canon now. Like, you ha- that all the tables at ringside better have that damn picture on it. Just because otherwise, you know, what are the odds?
0: Yeah. I like Ruby's delivery. It's different. Sure. It's a little, it's a little uh, 1990s movie villainish.
1: No, oh, no, absolutely. This is a thing. When you have somebody like you have these two henchwomen, um, as 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 Liv and, and Sarah Logan are. Sarah Logan, I can't really put my finger on what her villain uh, role is, but obviously, um, Liv's got the Harley Quinn thing going on. I, when I was listening to Ruby Riot do it, I'm like, this is a female Joker. The way, she's, the way she's delivering the lines, it felt like a female Joker thing, which I'm fine. I'm saying lean into it. Like, be, don't be like, hey, we stole your donuts and threw them all over the floor. Like, no, like, really go into it and start messing with people's heads. Like, that's something new and interesting. I'd, I'd buy that.
0: We need a Christmas tie-in if they steal donuts, because Craig and Day-Day mm-hmm. should be all over the Holy Moly donut shop getting robbed. If- yeah, yeah. If we're going there, tables match this weekend. Uh, we're gonna make our predictions on the SmackDown Live post show. By the way, guys, and I, I believe, believe Jeff Hawkins rejoins us this Sunday. Mm. I believe he's mm. on that proc schedule. Yeah. Drew McIntyre defeated Dolph Ziggler. I had the odds on Twitter last week at minus five fifty for this to happen this year. Mm-hmm. It happened uh, in just under one week. All things considered. Yep. You had to know it was going to happen. Ziggler says he's not a face or a heel, pretty much. He says, I'm not a good guy or a bad guy. I'm Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Yeah, might be the problem. Yeah. says that Balor shouldn't have gotten involved last week. Balor is out due to injury this week. He is under the weather. He's ill, as are a couple, I think, a couple of NXT wrestlers and I think one main roster wrestler. Nothing that should affect TLC. Balor should be fine by then. Drew McIntyre gets on the mic, demands respect, and says that one loss to Ziggler means nothing because everyone has lost. And he's right. I mean, everyone has. Right. It's just back when Andre the Giant was around, they didn't usually do 50 50 booking.
1: Right. No, I I, I agree. I, I actually really liked that they addressed this because I did think it was kind of a throwaway loss. His first, undefeated unpinned and unsubmitted on on uh, since he came back to the main roster to lose like randomly to Dolph Ziggler it didn't feel momentous enough so to have him do this promo it it made sense like he was saying if you think this isn't going to light a fire under me like that's that's the kind of thing that that we needed to do to actually move on from from what I thought was
0: kind of like just a random loss yep and <laughs> This match was just, it was it was pretty solid for the amount of time that we got, but it was sure. more of a storytelling match. Yeah, I love McIntyre's overhead release belly-to-belly suplex. It's awesome. It's more of a, a throw than anything. He got this super white noise that did not look great.
1: No, that looked real. I, I was really concerned for Dolph. Like he landed, I thought it was going to be like a separated shoulder. Like it looked like he also got his elbow, his own elbow driven into his rib cage as he landed on his side. It did not look good. Um, Yeah, I was uh, concerned, but very happy to see that he finished out the match with no problems at all.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, Ziggler landed on his shoulder on his side. Probably should have been the finish, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah. McIntyre gets posted and almost counted out. Ziggler collapses trying to throw a super kick, but then hits a zigzag when Drew starts to taunt him. Drew is able to kick out and beat Ziggler to the draw with a Claymore for the win. You got your 50 50 booking i'm i'm not like that opposed to drew mcintyre losing last week because might as well be the guy who knows him best and he has to kind of lose at some point or else it almost becomes a little predictable but now (laughs) i think that kind of it it wastes the first win over drew mcintyre and it kind of wastes i I think he's more predictable now because i don't expect him to lose (laughs) right even more now but oh well it's not like they buried him or anything, so not that big of no, a deal. No, McIntyre attacked Ziggler after the match. Claymore him into the ring apron boards.
1: Uh, yeah, the a basement Claymore. Yeah, golf like, on his knees. That that looked vicious. The Claymore when you ha- when you're a man of that size who can move at that speed, launching your foot into somebody's cranium just looks horrifying. It looks like a car crash, uh, and I, I I think it's one of the most Devastating-looking finishers in in WWE.
0: All in all, fine. Good stuff. My match ratings on, on this and many more are already up on Fightful Select, but we'll be up Tomorrow morning on Fightful.
1: I want to say that uh I was I was all for this Dolph face turn, which apparently it's not a face turn because he's just a Dolph turn. If as long as they got rid of that damn record scratch, but it's still there. It's still there it's still there, scratching nothing, going from silence to record scratch makes no sense. It hasn't since they started using it. They're still gonna keep on doing it.
0: You ever heard Bruce Pritchard's impersonation of Jim Cornette?
1: Uh, I'm assuming I have,
0: but it's been a while. It's pretty good. Uh, and he talks about how Jim Cornette would always put over the $10,000 Battle Royal. Goddamn, $10,000, a lot of fucking money. That's what the all-expense-paid vacation for Mixed Match Challenge. <laughs> <by laughs> like, oh, they're going to win $10,000. And I'm like, I get it. And we talk about how money is important. Yes, it should. You know, <laughs> and and I like that the revival, bring it up. Like they, yeah. were. they went at Bruce Mitchell a little bit saying, the reason I didn't walk out is because the winner gets paid more money. Yeah. I like that. I like Corey Graves bringing it up. All expense paid vacation. Now I want to ask you this and I have not, I have not asked what it is yet. I'm going to, mm-hmm. do you think this is a work vacation or a shooting vacation? <laughs>
1: uh yeah gosh i mean I, I i'm assuming it's just a way for them to write them off tv for a month or whatever it is you know what i mean like well and they'll, they'll still yeah. be on the house show circuit in in, in, in my mind but I, I don't know
0: if it's gender i don't know who the hell's in the in the final semifinals, but if it's our truth and carmella i'm okay with getting a month of vacation segments from them
1: oh god it would be so good I'm okay with that. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be great. Crudely, crudely green screened. Obviously obviously crudely green screened. Um, but just, yeah. Uh, our, our truth showing up in all kinds of crazy places. Call, call it, call it, it, say, say it's a, a a cruise around the world or something and then have them show up at all these ridiculous places. Uh, I think that'd
0: be fun. So oh, Alicia Fox wants a vacation to Kentucky. I'm not surprised. I think she just wants to get interviewed. I think mm-hmm. that's the situation. Right. Uh, we are in the semifinals. Tomorrow it is R-Truth and Carmella against Miz and Asuka. Then we have Apollo Crews and Bailey against Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. I had someone in WWE say to me that Mixed Match Challenge is a goddamn mess. They mm-hmm. never know from a weekly pr- or week-to-week perspective what to expect, who's gonna be injured, who's gonna be out. People that work for the company have a real tough time keeping track of it. Yeah. And it's become an inconvenience for some of the raw people who have to be there on their nights yep. off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Often. And I I guess we'll see, but really and, and to a degree, some of these people are Truth and Carmella, Apollo Cruz and Bailey, Jennifer Hall and Alicia Fox. It is people who don't have anything else to do. Yep. But Finn Balor had stuff to do. Braun Strowman had stuff to do. Charlotte. All these people. And you have enough members of the roster to where you don't have to do that.
1: Yeah, there, there, there's even one team from Raw who, in my mind, was the favorites on the Raw side when it started, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, where neither of those people are still on the team. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's a weird thing. And the idea that, like, you can get all the way to the semifinals. And if Apollo Crews and Bailey. Win and they go, they can get into the finals. Apollo Crews can only win, it could win two matches and get get number 30 in the Royal Rumble, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That he's arbitrarily the replacement for Finn Balor, who's under the
0: weather. Shane McMahon esque,
1: yes, yeah. Maybe, maybe he and Finn could like share the number 30 spot, like it's two thirds Finn and one third Apollo, like they're doing it with uh with miz and Shane. There was
0: there was a UFC tournament back in the day where I think the guy won an alternate bout and that was it. And he mm-hmm. ended up winning the tournament via a buy. Yeah. Into that like it gets wild man, but oh well, we had Bailey defeating Alicia Fox. Bailey connects with a good flying back elbow. The, this neck breaker that Alicia Fox is doing, I don't know if it's just how it comes off on TV cuz it looks like it misses by a mile every time. But if yeah. it did she would stop doing it. She's been wrestling long enough to where I believe that she would stop doing it. But right. not a lot of heat to this match. Bailey gets a nice belly to back suplex and a rope hung stunner. The Singh brothers get involved, and then a, a crew shows up and beats them up. And then Sasha killed Sunil Singh with a meteora. Yeah. These poor guys. <laughs> had a top ten video of them released today on their best ass kickings. Did uh, you see that?
1: No, I did not. I
0: need to it, check that out. <laughs> oh it's it's a good one. It's a good one. I know, I'm easy.
1: assuming at least four or five of those top ten are all Randy Orton related.
0: They should be. I mean <laughs> I we name moves on this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. That move is the sing bomb onto yes, the table. That yes, is absolutely. the sing bomb. Yep. It's yep. Usually the move is named after the person doing the move. But <laughs> no, no. No. It was named the Sing Bomb because that's the only person who ever had the move done to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he moved on. Now yeah, he does it to Jeff Hardy occasionally. But, yeah, but no, it's it's a thing. And he only did it to the Sing Butters for the longest time. I believe back in the
0: day it was called the Atomic Whip, <laughs> at least on uh, uh, WWF Attitude video games. But oh well. Dean Ambrose backstage in his Bane jacket and he's angry. He will take Rollins' title Sunday if he still has it. And when asked how Roman Reigns feels about all this or how he would feel, he goes, "I don't care." Then Charlie Caruso throws to a 3 plus minute video clip. Yep. What should have happened as our, our buddies at Total Diva's app said, he should have just left before. Yep. yep. But instead he waited, watched it and left and Aaron Nicholson pointed out, "Well, maybe it's because he does care." Maybe? Maybe. That's maybe. a wrinkle. Maybe nothing really or, to talk about here. Or,
1: or somebody said, "Hey, Dean, they're going to throw up a video, and you just stand there when they come back to you. You walk away, okay?" And that's what happened uh, because it, maybe he didn't realize. Oh my God, this is really really long. What am I supposed to be doing? i in here, like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel organic at all. Um, it was a long ass video. Um, I get ready to see that at least once during the pre-show and at oh, least yeah. twice during the pay-per-view before they get to the actual match.
0: Indeed. He Slater is refing the next match. Leo Rush defeating Elias. Elias talks trash about San Diego, but from Bobby Lashley's perspective. I don't know if that works. As no, well.
1: he, here's the thing. He's a great, is great. Uh, he's saying Bobby Lashley thinks this about you guys. He, he 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 wants he he wants all your teams to go move someplace stupid like LA. But me, I'd much rather perform at some district that's only known to San Diego people. Rather yeah. than for a bunch of LA trash, and he says, but he he said something after that, he was like, but you know, and I was like, I really wish that Elias, because I think he could pull this off, is could could be could be smarter to figure out a way of being like, but you know, whenever I'm in LA, I'm going to say how great they are, because that's yeah. just the way it works. I want I want there to be a character who is obvious about the way he's pandering to the to the crowd. And get them to totally like uh, back him, even though you know they know he's lying. I think that would be a fun way of 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 dealing with that little smorgasbord.
0: Yeah, I do too. Elias (laughs) takes on Leo Rush, and I was excited to see this match. Elias (laughs) does this free fall flapjack to Leo, and hits the old Undertaker style uh greco roman armbar which i loved how yep. you take a guy leo rushes sides throw him up in the air and then flip him over sends rush outside the ring and lashley distracts elias which allows leo to get some good offense yep a good flip kick a wheel kick elias does a sit out last ride but lashley attacks to stop the pin before we, we get into the beat down afterwards the, the match, Elias versus Leo, I, I thought it was pretty much what it should have been. Elias twice his size, but yeah. Leo using his speed.
1: Yeah, I would have liked if if Leo could have gotten that offense in without uh, without Bobby having to interfere. Like, I mean, if you watch 205 Live, and, and a lot of people don't, uh, he's legitimately one of the most exciting guys on that roster. Uh, and, you know, on the second tier below the top tier of the guys on that show. He's, so, the, he's the
0: most gifted athlete I've ever seen in a wrestling.
1: Right. right absolutely. So um, so if you're so if you're saying that Leo Rush basically has no chance against Elias, not Braun Strowman, but Elias, then you're saying that none of the guys on your two hundred five live crew could, could compete at all on Raw, even though you have guys that same size in Finn Balor who compete there all the time. I wish it wasn't just about like Elias is twice his size and therefore can beat him easily. Like there yeah. should be a more give and take in, in 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 the matches. What I would love to see is occasionally something like a, a Seth Rollins Intercontinental Championship challenge, where Cedric Alexander answers and we get twelve minutes of two guys just burning the house down. Because I know the guys in 205 live can hang, because the smaller guys in NXT can hang with the big guys in NXT. I know it's I know it's there's a possibility there, but on the main roster, that's just not how it's done. And it
0: I yeah. wish it was. So this uh, leads to Lashley attacking, and he threatens Heath Slater out of calling a DQ. So this match is still going on. Lashley cracks a guitar over Elias' back for a win, and Slater is disgusted with himself. Elias and Lashley's match is now made a ladder match with a guitar hanging above the ring, which you pointed out, they are allowed to use anything. anything. There are no rules. Nope.
1: Here's the thing. Um, I, wish, I wish somebody would do this. They never could do this. I wish there was a, a, a guitar hanging above the ring. I wish somebody would go under the ring and bring out another guitar. Because it's just as random as bringing out a kendo stick, which you know is getting used at some point on Sunday. Whatever somebody leaves under the ring, occasionally during Triple H matches a sledgehammer under there. Like, anything is legal. And whatever they use, a chair, a ladder, the steps putting somebody through a table, it's going to hurt more than a hollow guitar broken over your back. So the the end game of this match is, oh, you better not let me get up to that guitar, because if I do, it's curtains for you, brother. Like, that doesn't make any sense, because already you've been hitting me in the face with a ladder, and I've been hitting you in the face with a ladder, and that hasn't ended the match. But a guitar shot across the back, that's just too much, and the match will end.
0: It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm with you. Open forum up next. What did you expect out of this segment with Alexa Bliss?
1: I thought Alexa Bliss would talk. I mean, she, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember her saying anything. I thought it was kind of funny that she got out there, and before she could say anything, they brought out Nia Jax, and then she talked for a while, then Ronda Rousey came out and said, I don't want to fight. Um, I'm, I'm interested in this whole Alexa Bliss deal as... Women's GM. I think that there's legs there. It's, listen, this is something like if, if Alexa Bliss wants to retire from from being in the ring um, at any point in the next few years, she, ha- she has a career in WWE for as long as she wants it She's because I mean, she's so good on the mic. You could absolutely talk me into being into being whatever she wants. Um, so I'm interested in seeing where they go with this. But right now, they don't have her really doing much of anything. So, like, let's see her actually make matches and be a character as opposed to just, like, I'm here and vaguely evil.
0: Yeah, N- Nia Jackson, Tamina show up, and Nia says that she doesn't talk trash, and then she talks trash. She talks <laughs> trash, yep, yep, she does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, her delivery was fine. It looked like she got lost at one point, but managed to bring it back. Brings up that she knocked out Becky Lynch and will do the same to Rousey. Makes sort of a CTE joke about Rousey taking shots with four ounce gloves, and basically reveals her complete strategy for <laughs> Sunday, yes. and then screams inexplicably a couple of words. At my one my bit. my title yep, very loudly. Yeah, and yep. this was fine. Sure, whatever you're leading up to this this match, Nia has got to get on the mic and talk a little bit. Yeah, but what you do is then you have each person have a wrestler. Essentially fighting for them. Yep. Rousey and Ember, Tamina and Naya. Rousey comes out and says that she came to fight, not to pose. And for some reason, all three of the heels, including Alexa Bliss, leave the ring. Then Naya and Tamina struggle to surround Rousey. After they just ran from her. they yeah. Rousey came to them. Uh-huh. That didn't make any sense to me. Well, what no, of this segment?
1: whenever the face comes down to the ring and the heels are in the ring, they have to get out to prove that the face has all the bravery and the heels are cowards because that's that's where like you have to think of it as this is sometimes wrestling is presented to four year olds. The good guys always good guys are brave and bad guys are are they're they're stinky and they're cowards. Sometimes that's just the way it is. I don't like it. I wish there was some more nuance to it. I love that that Nia says in this in on Sunday, Ronda because she's Ronda she's just going to stride down to the ring and walk up to me, and I'm going to punch her in the mouth. And she did the first two parts of that tonight, but instead of punching her in the mouth, you ran away from her. So you don't want uh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't understand. Like you, you just said what you were going to do on Sunday, but all the things leading up to that happened tonight and you didn't want to have any part of that. So what, I don't, why, why do you, why do you have, why do you write things for your, for your performers to say, and then have them immediately prove what they were just saying false. Like it, I, I, it doesn't help anybody.
0: Moon versus Tamina up next and Tamina was way better in this match than they were than she was in her first match. She was a statue. Yeah. in that match. Just yes. a statue. And uh in this one moved around a lot more. Uh Tamina's super kick was not very super. We go into a rest hold. I assure you that was not for Ember, but mm. Moon works out of it, hits a t- kick combo and a sliding flatliner. Tamina fires back with a power slam. A diving code breaker hits for Ember and then Rousey attacks Naya to prevent her from interfering. Nia couldn't even take the 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 drop off the apron, hit your face in the apron thing. She kind of had to tumble down. Eclipse hits for the win. Not a lot to talk about here, but way better than their first match.
1: No, yeah. I mean, as 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 we often say in situations like this, that was not a high bar to clear to be better exactly. than their first match. But Um, yeah, improvements are always good. Um, yeah, uh, they've, they've decided to, to utilize, uh, Tamina here in this role as the giant woman's slightly smaller giant friend. Um, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, okay, I, 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 I get it. Um, But I just feel like there's other people you could utilize who don't, like, move around like they're made out of
0: stone. Main event time. TLC match. The first TLC match since, gosh, I think early January 2013. I'll have more stats on this on Wednesday on the stats article. This was one of Baron Corbin's best matches ever. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly, and again, not a high bar, but Seth Rollins comes out or Seth Rollins is out and Heath Slater is going to referee this match. Heath is backstage as he's going home, but Corbin says, no, you're not. Not yet. You still got one more
1: match to, to, to referee tonight, but they don't say what it is. Gosh, I wonder, wonder. what it could
0: it be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Heath has bills to pay, Alex. He does. He's got
1: kids. I don't know if you know this, Sean. Yeah. But this man is a father.
0: He's got to keep them warm. He has kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I would recommend if he wanted to keep them warm, he should visit actionheat.com slash Fightful. Yep. Actionheat.com slash Fightful. I'll put them over time and time again. I got their gloves. I got their shirt. I love them, man. Can't wait to go to Perfect North and use these bad boys. But I'm using them anytime I got to do anything. If I got to shovel something, if I got to do anything extended outside, I'm going to actionheatcom fifo They are engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels, similar to a heated car seat, and can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. You can charge up your phone, your tablet, anything on these things while you wear them. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including men and women's heated jackets, shirts, base layers, long johns, socks, gloves, hats, all kinds of stuff. Right now, you can save 20% by going to actionheat.com slash fightful. They have stuff that fit into everybody's budget, starting at just $39.99, and they're perfect for a holiday gift. I'm going to be hitting you guys this hard this week, guys. This is the perfect Christmas gift. There almost isn't anybody near me and Alex's neck of the woods that can't use something like this. I love the gloves. I'm a big fan of this stuff, a big believer in this product. Actionheat.com slash Fightful, or just use that coupon code, Fightful. Charlie Caruso asks Corbin if he is abusing his power. He threatens to send her to SmackDown, then says he's joking. Just to which, get over the, the dickhead. Which,
1: which, I guess, would be, uh, to answer her question, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am abusing my power.
0: She should have just ended the interview. Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> Thanks for the answer.
0: <laughs> Not a lot happens early before our commercial break. We come back to see Corbin beating Rollins down with a ladder. Corbin suplexes Rollins into that leaning ladder in the corner. A nasty spot always. That boss man spot made sense this time, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Went out and around, came back in. Good stuff. Rollins gets pushed face first into a ladder. We return from a commercial to see a great deep six, as always. I don't know that I've seen a bad one yet.
1: No, it's a it's a great move. Uh, listen, like Corbin, Corbin's sneaky athletic for a guy like his size. Like the thing is that, like he was carrying around a lot more weight when he was in the NFL. When, yeah. he didn't play a lot, but like he played major college football and was was like like, listen, you play a down in the NFL, you're a pretty good football player um uh and he's dropped all that weight, but he's still got a lot of that power, so he can move a lot faster than you think a dude that size can. I've always found him intriguing i I think like he's never quite measured up to the, the his potential in the ring, but I always see flashes of it, and tonight you saw more
0: than usual. Rollins gets the advantage, drills drills Corbin with a chair and a couple of suicide dives. When he goes for the third, Corbin catches him, chokeslam through a table. Nice. Good-looking spot. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a sucker for table spots like that anyway. I like it. Rollins sends Corbin into the stairs, and Frog splashes him through a table. Another great-looking spot. Great spot. Rollins climbs the ladder, but Heath Slater pushes Rollins off. Corbin's facial expressions as he's climbing the ladder were nothing short of brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> but uh Rollins hits Slater and buckle bombs Corbin through a table, then super kicks Slater and wins the match. So why did we need Slater? That's
1: the thing. Is this is the really terrible match to have the the crooked referee who's who's really not crooked, but he just needs this job. Like, that's a great, great idea for a character. And I was talking about this last week. If you're going to make Heath Slater the ref, who can't, he has to do the things that Baron Corbin tells him to do, or he's fired, and he can't get fired because he's got kids, that's a really cool character. I didn't think they were going to go through with it. They totally did. But you kind of need to be in a match where you can count the pinfall like that that worked a lot in that Elias versus Lashley match because you know he like he was he had was made to count the pinfall it couldn't count the disqualification there doesn't need to be a referee in a TLC match Is the guy who pulls the 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 belt off uh, at the top of the ladder he wins you don't you don't need a ref there in order to like you know call for the bell like that's it so it was weird to like have that out there and in a Tlc match, it's no DQ. So Corbin could have just had Drew and Bobby come down to the ring and beat the crap out of Seth Rollins, then calmly climb the ladder and retrieve the belt. But instead there's this giant thing of like, oh, well, the ref's actually in my pocket. You know, I mean, I I honestly really admired uh, the performance that Heath gave during this match. I thought that really added to it. But again, like there were easier ways to cheat if you're Barry Corbin, then this.
0: Yeah. So that's the main event. I thought it was very good. Really enjoyed it. Tonight's Raw was just fine. It had its it had its down points, but it definitely had its up points as well. Alex. Yeah.
1: I I want I want to say overall there was something I noticed overall was the the uh, how how hard um, Renee was going at. Um, Baron Corbin on commentary, like, this is disgusting. That's terrible. All these terrible things, he's what a horrible thing he's doing. And it was just, it it was way more than usual. So, I'm wondering, like, uh, like if this is becoming something, or it was just like tonight, she was just on it. But one thing I did love is that, um, when they showed the Lars Sullivan promo, like, who, which, which brands are he gonna show up on, every time they get to the end, she always goes, I hope he comes to Raw. But the thing is, with the character Renee is building, as soon as Lars Sullivan gets here and then, like, destroys some poor schlub who's a local talent and, like, keeps giving him the freak accident moves, you're like, this is horrible. Stop that guy. Why why won't, why isn't Baron Corbin come out here and stop this? But, Renee, you said you wanted him on Raw. Like, it's a weird thing that she doesn't quite necessarily figure out how to toe that line.
0: Guys, you want to do us a solid... Subscribe to Fightful Pro Wrestling here on YouTube. Subscribe to our MMA and boxing channel too. We're nearing 13,000 and we're doing that without black hat backlinks and a lot of shady stuff that some people do. We're doing it without 20 years of SEO behind us. We're doing it while paying our our writers and podcasters more than a lot of the top wrestling websites do because we want to do it the right way. We want to give you all the right kind of coverage as well. We want to give you... All the coverage. And I think that we do that very well. We are an independent wrestling website started by a guy who just had a vision for it and really liked pro wrestling. A guy who met success in other businesses and Jimmy Van, who is on with me uh, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. The listen and your boy. So your all support is important. We have FightfulSelect.com. All kinds of early access. All kinds of extra podcasts. That's where to go. Alex, what do you got going on this week, man? Besides... TLC, TLC. Uh, I, we, we, uh, we're
1: preparing to to uh, take the kid on a cross country trip. Uh, that's always interesting because she is entering her terrible twos early. So I have no idea how that flight's going to be. That's going to be fun. So we're trying to figure out ways of like you know keeping <laughs> her calm because right now she loves running around the house and it's fun sure. for me too to be dad. But she's not going to be able to do that all day on that day, and that's not going to sit well with her. So I'm trying to keep her, hey, let's sit and read a book, and she's not all about that.
0: (laughs) You guys can catch me personally tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, over on the MMA and Boxing Channel, Fightful MMA podcast. Tomorrow night, SmackDown Live post-show podcast. Wednesday, we got the Listen Your Boy. Also, we've got the Fightful Report podcast which gives you a lot of behind-the-scenes news, injury report updates, contract updates, all that good stuff. I will have a Q&A podcast up on the Fightful Select service. I'm going to be soliciting questions uh, this week, so subscribe, get them in. Friday night, coming at you with Ring of Honor Final Battle. Saturday, UFC on Fox, and I'll probably find a way to squeeze some of the Bellator fights in there as well. And Sunday, TLC. We start it all back over again. I think I have my gosh, like a 10-day streak of podcasts. It's going to be wild, guys, but leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. Most importantly, tell people about us, help us out. Join in on those Discus forums during Raw, SmackDown, uh, any shows like that. I'm usually over there hanging out. But thank you guys so much. Till next time, we're out.